6: is Rams Uncensored with
4: Matt Herrera. This, this just, the, like that whole, I, I don't know, it just makes... Brian
5: Juano. I am in the cornfield looking at you right now. Tommy
6: Avance.
2: I want to host a, a radio
6: show, but I stutter. And...
5: Luhan. You blending up those Krispy Kreme donuts and juicing, that? You
6: have now
2: entered the Danger Zone. I'll give you a virtual hug, too. Are you
6: ready? Hurry yeah. up. You
1: gotta call Jeff, guys. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
5: Okay, you're a fucking fuck-fuck. you
4: a fuck a guy. Well, guys, even if he doesn't come on, we're going to have a great show today, right?
5: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
4: I just got home from watching Spider-Man Far From Home. It was a good movie. Uh, you guys want me to... Should we do Matthew Reviews a Movie segment? No. Or...
5: Fuck, fuck Matthew Reviews a fucking movie segment. This is... <laughs> I'm censored! Oy!
4: so no more no matthew reviews a movie segment at all
5: no one ever wants that go on the halftime show if you want to do that you're listening to rams on transit
4: thanks for coming on man jeff kavanaugh of 105.3 the fan and you know you write and cover for the athletic the dallas cowboys so thanks for coming on oh,
3: first and foremost how you doing man I am rocking and rolling. I left my laptop bag at the Star in Frisco, the Cowboys headquarters today. So one of their beat writers had to bring it to me. It's nighttime over here. So we had a cold beer, Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. And now I'm headed home. And I'm happy to be in a full room of broadcast.
5: <laughs> yeah, man. man. Miller Lite. Miller Lite is the beer of the Cowboys, is it really? <laughs>
3: That's the official beer of the Cowboys and the only beer of me. Thanks for asking.
5: Ah, well, I I only have to ask because I actually do work in the beer industry, so that's why I had to ask.
3: Oh, well, I've had a Miller Lite endorsement. They are the beer of the Cowboys. I've had a Miller Lite endorsement for like four or five years, but I believe it ended this year. So if your beer wants to give me money, I love your beer. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh.
5: Perfect, perfect. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome.
4: Well, yeah, Jeff. I was really enjoying your banter yesterday with, between Brian specifically. You're kind of talking about and digging into the whole: would they pay? Should the Dallas Cowboys pay Zeke or or oh, focus crap. on Dak? Right? And we kind of saw the Rams pay their guy last year. I mean, they, and Jared Goff's going to be getting a big paycheck coming soon and the CBA also we're waiting for that so that might have a new impact but do you really do you really have a worry about signing both those guys for the Dallas Cowboys and keeping them under like the same roof for a good time coming
3: um I don't it's tough because here's the thing the salary cap the salary cap sucks. so the last two days or so I've been talking about running back value, which I've been really careful not to go too hard on because I know that people love Zeke. Like, people are sports fans. They're fans fans of the team. They're fans of the players. So, I think most fans, they don't care about the salary cap or how much should I allocate to a position. They love watching number 21 run the ball and run people over. And he's about as good as it gets at the position. So, like, people love that. People love to watch Todd Gurley take the ball and be a monster. They love to watch Zeke run somebody over, gain two more yards than another back would have gained and do the feed me sign. Like it's fun. So when you decide to start trying to educate people on the status of the NFL today and how I like Todd Gurley and Zeke are the two best college running backs I've ever scouted. I've been doing uh, draft work for, I guess, seven years now. And those are the two best guys I've ever scouted. And they're incredible, and I wouldn't have paid either one of them a second contract because you just shouldn't. It just doesn't make sense because their job is not important enough. Like Zeke uh, Gurley, at least the Rams use him right in the passing game and set him up for success. The Cowboys don't do that. Zeke's dump off guy, so he doesn't even help them in the passing game. But it, it's just a weird world that we live in, where running back the value of Gurley gets 15 million a year, which means Zeke's going to want 16. If I give Zeke $16 million a year, the alternative is I use him for four years, then he holds out, then I trade him for whatever I can get, and then I use a first- or second-round pick on my next running back, and I pay him 10% of what Zeke's going to make, and I get 90% of the production. That's what makes sense. But people are in love with the running back touches the ball the second most on the field. It's the quarterback and then the running back. So people love him, and I get that. But in a salary cap world, you should never pay a running back. I love Todd Gurley. They should have never cut him that check. Uh, the flip side of that is that if you handle your cap well, you can overpay guys and you can get away with it. If you don't have dead money, if you haven't paid guys who are getting towards the end of that contract and it hadn't worked out and you want to cut them, but there'd be dead money, like you want to avoid as many bad contracts as you can. And the running back will never be good money. If you're responsible with the way that you're spending, you can make it work and it's fine, but it'll never be good money if you give a running back a big second contract. And quarterbacks, they just get paid. If you're league average or better, you get paid, especially if your team's in a contending window. Like, I'm not the biggest Dak fan. I think Dak is somewhere between the 12th and 16th best quarterback in football. But what are you going to do? Like, they couldn't do anything last off season because they didn't even have a first-round pick because Amari Cooper had to come save the season. So, what are you going to do? You're not going to walk away from Dak. You're, you're going to sign him. And what's the going rate? Dak will get 31 or $32 million a year because he's a competent NFL quarterback, and the Cowboys have a roster that could win a Super Bowl. So, you pay him. So, the quarterback, like, Zeke's as good as it gets at running back, I wouldn't pay him. Dak's about as average as it gets at quarterback and you have to pay him. That's just the world we live in.
4: Unfortunately,
5: 100% right? Agree. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree.
2: So basically Man. what you're saying to all these kids growing up that are starting to play youth football, don't play play baseball. Running, don't
3: play the running back. Position. <laughs> play baseball.
2: <laughs> well that if, too. Yeah, honestly. if
3: you're if you're uh if you're gonna grow to be over six foot and you can run fast, play corner. Because you could not, you don't even have to play corner in college. But if you say I'm six one and I run a four four and I'd like to try it in the NFL, they'll draft you in the fourth round on that alone. Don't play running back. I know it's sexy. Uh, as a 12 year old, I was an incredible athlete. I played running back. Why? Because you get to get your shine on. Getting your shine on is fun. But if you're if you're so talented at football that you really have a shot to make a career of it. Don't play running back. Melvin Gordon is doing exactly what he should do. Hold out. Try to get your paycheck. Zeke is going to do that a year from now. That's my opinion. I don't want to be irresponsible. But he'll do that a year from now. Because as a running back, you've got to go get your money. You've got to. Because your window's too small. Um, And if you're the Chargers, you've got to trade him. Don't pay Melvin Gordon. Don't do it. Trade him and let somebody else put that payday down, and you'll be fine. Why? Because you can pass the ball, and that's 50 times more important. The running game will come because you can pass the ball. Like, what I go back to is that Zeke, okay, let's take Zeke a year ago, right? The Cowboys, they start the season two and two. They end up at three and four. That whole time, Zeke's not only doing his job, he's the best back in football. He's getting five yards to carry. He's doing everything you dream of from a running back and they're 3-4, and four, and they're 30th in the league in scoring because running the ball doesn't matter. It's a great compliment. It's a great thing to do when people aren't ready for it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't win football. So like, it's, if you're a running back, stop being a running back. Play wide receiver. Play corner. Play baseball. Play basketball. Don't play running back how do the Patriots
4: (laughs) keep doing it, man?
3: They keep just, I will say this.
2: I will say this. It it mattered in the the playoff game when the Rams ran all over the Cowboys.
3: Yeah. And it's just, and here's the danger of that is do you respond to how you lost a single football game or do you respond to how the league works? The Cowboys had a good run defense all year. And in one game they got shredded, but I also don't think they got shredded because the running game is great. I think they got shredded on the ground because unfortunately they weren't ready for what the rams do they weren't ready for misdirection on every play they like that's why everybody's going to copy the rams because it's genius if i run a ton of play action if i do pre-snap motion if i'm always an 11 in personnel if everything looks the same you don't know what i'm going to do so they had the they had the defense off balance and they just they and, and they got run over they got run over too but it's, if you want to focus on playing run defense, great. You can be the rest, best run defense in the league. But if you can't stop the pass and you can't throw the ball, you're going 0-16. So it's just, to me it's just an allocation of resources. you got to allocate your resources to the people responsible for throwing the ball. That's the quarterback. That's the people who block for him. That's the receivers. And then you've got to allocate your resources to stop the other team from throwing the ball. You're rushing the passer and you're covering with your corners. And if you get beat by somebody who runs the ball in one game – well, crap, that sucked. But you live with it because it's just, to me, that's modern-day football.
5: Absolutely. So, uh, Jeff, this is Brian. Um, you know, we bring up that Rams and Cowboys playoff game. Um, now with the offseason upon us, the drafts already happened, training camps coming up shortly. How do you think these two teams match up? I mean, do you see them both being in the playoffs, possibly playing again in the playoffs? What, what, what's your thoughts on the, the two of them? They seem to both have a nice young core and could be perennial playoff teams for a long time.
3: I would put money on them both being in the postseason again. I think the Cowboys have a little bit of a tough way to do it because the Eagles, I think, are also a really good team. The Rams aren't in an easy division, so I think replicating the win total will be tough. But I do think what they're doing is sustainable. The Can you guys hit me real quick with their first few draft picks? I cover the draft every year, but remembering 32 teams just doesn't work when I'm sitting in the car. What was the draft like?
4: <laughs> they went, Taylor it, Rapp. Yeah, they traded back uh, for Taylor Darrell Rapp. Henderson.
3: Oh! oh! <laughs> um, there it is. Yeah, when the Cowboys took Tristan Hill, Taylor Rapp was Mm -hmm. my pick. He was my pick. I was fighting for it. I was praying for it. I wanted it. And I get what the Cowboys did. They took a three technique because they thought – so once upon a time, the Cowboys thought Demarcus Lawrence was the last, quote, quarterback hunter in a draft. So they traded up and went and got him. Tristan Hill, the Central Florida defensive tackle, they viewed him as the last good pass rushing three technique. So they knew before the first round started that at 58, they were taking Tristan Hill. They knew it. And I wanted Taylor Rapp so bad. That dude is a baller. His position isn't as important, but he's a baller and he's going to be so good. So, yeah, I think the, if I had to guess, I'll say the Rams win 11 games because I think their division's a little tougher with Jimmy G back. Uh, Seattle doesn't suck and Russell Wilson is a monster. Uh I think the Rams probably went about 11. I think the Cowboys went about 10. And I could very well see him playing in the playoffs again. And I want no part of that. The only fun part about when the Rams play the Cowboys to me, I hate it because you guys have a better coach, and that's a hell of an advantage. Uh, (laughs) But I love it because I was at the Senior Bowl when Aaron Donald, I'd already seen the tape at Pitt, and he was a stud. Knew he was a first-round guy went to the Senior Bowl, and when I tell you, when they did one-on-one drills, he won every rep but two or three over the course of those days. And the only time he did not win a rep was against one offensive lineman at that Senior Bowl. Can you guys name him? Tyrone? It was Zach Martin.
6: Ah, so he there. was out
3: He was out there just pooing on everybody. No one had a chance. And when him and Zach Martin went at it, it was war. Nobody dominated. They both won. But, oh, my God, it was war. So I love watching those two line up across from each other. But I hate playing the Rams because they're more well-coached. I think they're more well-versed in the analytics of football and proper ways to call plays and sequence them. Uh, I don't want the Cowboys to play them, but – I could see, I could easily see that happening in the first or second round of the playoffs that those teams match back up, and I want no part of it.
4: Speaking of coaching, <laughs> do you see okay. Jason Garrett being on the hot seat at all in the future? And would you – I mean, we see – I hear it over here in, on the L.A. sports what, radio waves that J- Jason Garrett's time is over. People want to see him gone. They want to see a change. But Jerry Jones is the type of guy to – stick with his guys right and for a long time and he's he's done a good job i can't i don't think you could put it pick any other coach and put him with that team and replicate the same success that jason garrett has over the past five years or so
3: i think that's a great question um so with garrett it's weird if you hear car doors closing it's because i'm home um with garrett it is it's really weird because his quarterback's not the best. They run the ball too much, but I'll be damned if their quarterback's not hurt. They win the division and go to the playoffs all the time. So like, there's something there. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think he is a very good leader. I think people will follow him. I think people buy into his process. So there's a lot to like, but he's a hundred percent on the hot seat. You know, they, they turned around that season last year and, they turned around a season that most people thought was lost. And then most people thought they overpaid by giving up a first round pick for Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper saved the season and they make the playoffs. They win a playoff game. If that wasn't enough for Garrett to get a contract extension, then there's no such thing as enough. So this year, Jerry and Steven have been saying over and over again, that wasn't good enough. So it's NFC title game or bust for Jason Garrett. And they love Kellen Moore. They love Chris Richard. So even if it goes really well, what if one of those names becomes a hot commodity in the NFL and gets head coaching offers? They might have to fire Garrett anyway. So I don't know because he is almost a member of the Jones family, but they love their two coordinators. If he doesn't make the title game, it's almost, it's kind of been said out loud from up top that the divisional round's not good enough. And if they do better and they're going to lose one of those coordinators, what do they do? So yeah, Garrett's in a really, really weird spot, and I don't know how it is.
5: So Jeff, you, what you're saying is kind of a replication of when Wade Phillips was coach and Garrett was his coordinator, kind of like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, when he sabotaged him. I mean, no, he wouldn't. Nobody would ever sabotage a head coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine that if they're highly successful that they wouldn't bring back their head coach and give him a contract. But Jerry generally doesn't do final year of contract with the head coach and he's doing it with Garrett this year and said out loud, listen, I know they turned the year around. I know they made the playoffs. I know they won a playoff game and it's not enough. He's not getting a deal right now. So they're doing the dead man walking coach and I didn't see that coming. So that like, that was a big enough surprise that I don't think anybody truly knows what's going to happen. What's really enough to say that, how much do they love their assistants? So I don't know, but yeah, Garrett's on the hot seat for
6: sure.
5: Very interesting. Very interesting. Mark, talk, buddy. Come on, man.
3: Mark! Mark!
5: <laughs> Is, Mark Is Mark still on the call? Sorry.
4: There we go. Yeah, yeah. He, he muted it. There we go. You're, you're off the Mark was muted. You're right, just being you respectful.
1: <laughs> there you go. So, obviously, I mean, you're not very, I guess, thrilled about the running back position and, you know, players getting paid. Um, and I've seen that you mentioned on your Twitter account that uh, that Malvin Gordon should just be traded. Um, and then referring back to the the tweet that Brian was responding to you on about Zeke and how you – what did you say? He should be traded for – or to the highest bidder for – what was it?
3: Uh, oh, I got a little out of hand with that one. I believe my initial tweet – Yeah, was no, I, it. Didn't I didn't know You were Le- saying radio. you wanted
5: Duke Johnson –
3: yeah, yeah, I was, I, go. <laughs> was I, I got I got a little out of hand because we were talking about Duke Johnson, and I'm a Duke Johnson fan because he's such a great receiving running back. And I got a little out of hand, and I was like, yeah, trade Zeke for a one, trade a three for Duke, and move on. I wouldn't really do that because I'm trying to win the Super Bowl, and Zeke's a really good player. But next offseason, if I could get something good for it, yeah, I'll move on instead of giving my running back huge money.
1: Yeah, so basically what I was trying to get to was the Rams drafted for Henderson. So what's your opinion on that pick?
3: I like Daryl Henderson. Memphis, was their tape was so much fun to watch because they had Henderson and Pollard. And Pollard is now, of course, the Cowboys' fourth-round pick, who is more of their gadget, other running back, out-of-the-backfield, jet-sweep guy. I like Henderson. I mean, the numbers he put up were bonkers. What was he, like nine yards a carry? Something like that. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that that makes it really clear, and I can say this as a guy who's had nine surgeries on my right knee. Uh, um I, they don't. I, it sounds like they don't trust Gurley's knee at all. Arthritis is so unpredictable. You don't know is he going to be great for six weeks and then it acts up? Is he going to be great for twelve weeks and it acts up? Will he go five years before it acts up? It's one of those things that I think is unpredictable enough that they're like, dude, we've got to get a dude just in case. So I like the player that they picked, but I think it says a lot about what they what they don't trust with Todd's knee.
1: So basically, I mean, if Todd's knee is fine and it's probably not completely fine but if they could develop that into a two running back system how do you think it'll fare
3: oh I think it would fare really well I think it's a little bit it's, it's not ideal because you just cut such a huge check and I was looking at Gurley's contract earlier and like there's no way out of it for at least three years so it, it it's weird that you would have the highest paid running back in football and run him in a rotation, but it's probably the best idea if you're trying to deal with an arthritic knee and try to keep him healthy and try to limit him. I hate it because Todd Gurley is like, he's a hall of famer. Todd Gurley was going to have a career where he rushed for 14,000 yards. And he was going to be a first ballot hall of famer. And now, who knows? And I hate it. I hate the human body, and I hate the salary cap. But I think that'll be a really, really nice rotation if that's the way that they do it.
2: They kind of have to if you think about it because they've already paid him. So it, regardless, he's getting that money. So you might as well protect your investment during the regular season to make sure he's available when it counts because the Rams don't need another Ladanian Tomlinson, right? Great all season, run him into the ground, go to the playoffs. He's on the bench with his visor on every single playoffs. We don't need For that. For sure, and
3: I think, right? I think to make to make that work, the tough part is to make that work, you've got to know you're going to the playoffs, right? The Rams got to be a team that's a perennial 11-12 win team where you can afford to rest guys and know that you're going to win enough games to make that happen because if you're scratching and clawing down the stretch, I think that becomes really, really hard to not wear out your best player when it's like, dude, if we don't win this one, we don't play tomorrow. So as long as Sean McVay and they're able to keep building that team and they're able to be – good enough to play that way then i think it's great i think it becomes tough if you get to a point where you're five and four and you're scratching and clawing. and it's like dude todd's play and then you just don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna play out
2: yeah that makes sense if you're if you're struggling down the stretch you know that's one thing but the rams in my opinion are so deep at the running back position i'd be willing to to use todd sparingly during the regular season um just because you're already in the pool with all that money why throw it in the trash
3: oh yeah for sure i mean especially with no way out that's a guaranteed money thing and that's why i don't pay running backs <laughs> i mean that's it's a volatile <laughs> position and you don't know when the fall off's going to happen you don't know when it's going to be whether it's wear and tear whether it's a knee whether it's the fact that you turn 27 and it's over whether it's 400 carries and back-to-back seasons like it's just it's such a tough position and i think that's why the Rams turned around and immediately invested again, because you just don't know they can help your team, but you just don't know how long it's going to last. And you got to be ready.
2: And it's so weird too, because when we were kids, I don't know how old you you are, Jeff, but I'm 40. This is Tommy, by the way. And dude, the running backs would go off the board in the draft, like pick one, pick two, pick three. You remember that? (laughs) Dude, it's things have changed so much.
3: Yeah, I'm 35. And it's funny because it was kind of a resurgence with Gurley went, what, eight? Zeke went four. Fournette went four. McCaffrey went eight. And it was like, it's back. And then Gurley sets the market. And as soon as he sets the market, his knee goes out and C.J. Anderson steps in from Home Depot or Whataburger or wherever he was working. (laughs) And it's totally fine. And, like, that was it. It, And now it's over again. And plus, all the analytics are really catching up with it where – if you if you have the best running game of all time, you could have the twenty third best offense in the league. So it's like, I don't know. People are kind of catching up, and some of these guys are so freaking talented that you take them high. And running back is just it's just a weird deal.
2: I think times have changed. That's for sure, man. All right. So
5: Jeff, I, I do I do know you mentioned um, that the Cowboys drafted. Um, Henderson's running mate as a gadget guy so I have to ask what's that mean for Tavon Austin
3: man that's the it's one of the super tricky roster questions because Tavon was your punt returner and he was your fourth or fifth receiver who would play some snaps but really like to the Cowboys it's Amari Cooper Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb that's your top three receivers right Now, after that, the coaching staff loves Alan Hearns, and he can back up every single position if he's healthy. He makes too much, so I wouldn't do it. But I think he'll be the fourth receiver. They're bringing in a ton of dudes that can run like the wind because I think Kellen Moore wants one of them, but they've brought in four, four, three guys to compete. And I think they want one of them to make it. And then it's a matter of are you going to keep Tavon Austin or are you going to keep Noah Brown, who Garrett loves, and he's a blocker, and, God, he loves blocking uh, so if it's a five receiver group, I don't think Tavon makes the team. If it's a six receiver group, I still don't know if he makes it because Cobb's your starter in the slot. Pollard is the guy that they'd love to run some jet sweep and the gadget type stuff and be the backup running back. So, and he's, and Pollard's an incredible kickoff returner. I don't know if he's a great punt returner, but yeah, Tavon Austin, I don't know. He he gave him a nice boost as a punt returner last year, but I don't know if he makes it because of some of the moves they've made.
2: All right. Yeah, he's yeah, terrible. No, just just I... cut him. Just cut him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's just let's just say it. <laughs> and he was on our team forever. He stinks, bro. And he's knee high to a fucking grasshopper. Just get rid of him. <laughs> wow. Sir, with a lightweight, sir. <laughs> this is Rams <laughs> Uncensored, by the way. There is no holds barred on this month.
3: Oh, well, shit, damn, and shit, ass. Yeah. no that's it that's all i got shit damn and ass shit
5: so jeff yeah we 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 keep it professional at times and at times we're just cursing people out yelling at people it just depends on who's on the pod with us to be honest with you
3: well yeah i I like to cuss i'm not allowed to cuss at work so i kind of just don't cuss in life because work is taking it out of me and so it's really refreshing (laughs)
2: Feels <laughs> liberating to drop an f bomb here, or there.
3: Yeah, I don't even want to do that one. Like that one's so off limits that I won't even do it right now. <laughs> so it's I like, somehow that, I get in man. trouble at work.
2: I gotta really get pissed off to bring that one back in the rolodex. Gotta foster <laughs> up that real youth rage.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Like you just got cut off or something.
2: Oh my goodness, man. Yeah. For, but back to Tavon Austin. I mean, let's be honest. Just he just never got it done, you know? And I, I don't know if it's his inability to want to be great and get in the playbook and get in the film room, or he's just so damn little that he just can't do anything. I mean, I can't tell. You
6: I mean, know? He was it's, supposed to be well, Tyreek Hill.
3: Yeah. And he was drafted so high. So the expectation is already absurd. And that's probably like when the Cowboys added him and everybody was like, Oh man, he's going to be a real spark. He can really run and all this different stuff. I was like, guys, Literally no one in the NFL has been figured out how to make this guy work, you know, so he'll pop a couple of punt returns, but I just, I I don't know. It's just that he can't stay healthy and clearly he's, he's not a great route runner. So it's like, okay, you've got speed, you've got some suddenness, but really, you know what that makes you? It makes you a punt returner and like, that's, that's not enough.
2: Mm-hmm. Special teams is basically going away in the NFL too. So that's we were talking about that last night with JoJo Natson, who's kind of our new Tavon Austin. He's only five six, one forty nine. He's smaller than Tavon. He's been on our team for, I think, two seasons now, maybe one. But he kind of took over that role, and he's done a much better job. But then he's a tiny little guy. He can't do much because of his size, you know. And and when I was at the draft in Dallas a couple years ago. We were on the floor and they announced the trade um, that the Rams traded Tavon on Austin to the Cowboys. And we were sitting by all the Cowboys fans and I went over and was thanking them. they were all excited. And I went over and we were all thanking them for taking them and they were getting pissed off and giving us the middle finger. I'm like, why are you guys mad? I'm like, thanks for taking them, dude. But it was so funny. They just got really upset all of a sudden with us. I think because they could tell we were being sarcastic.
3: Yeah, that's a lot of hating going on right there, you know? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta cut out the hating.
2: Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time.
3: <laughs> if
1: Sean McVay can't figure out how to use you, I don't know what. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. And I kept saying it over and over. I'm like, wait, guys, like the, the the boy genius of the NFL couldn't figure out how to make him work in any role. And we think that Jason Garrett is about to unlock the secret? Okay. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much jet-sweep fake jet sweep
5: motion and that was about it and when he was with the Rams at the very end there he couldn't even catch a punt so we had to get rid of him
3: (laughs) he made some big punt returns for us but that's about it sounds about right
4: yeah Jeff I got my last question for you I want to take you back a little bit because as a Rams fan and just a fan of football I was really frustrated when Tony Romo was kind of like pushed to the side by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys organization, and the the door was open for Dak Prescott to kind of take the reins. I mean, what's what's what was your thoughts, and what do you still have any emotions? Do you? I I mean, I feel Tony Romo. He like you say he, like you say about Dak. He was what maybe a twelve to sixteen best best quarterback, whereas Tony Romo was always in the conversation at top five. Hmm. Uh,
3: yeah, top five. Uh, I would say so. Um, listen, if you got a problem with saying Ramos top five, I'll fight you right now. I'll drop an F-bomb on you right now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. The dude, the dude didn't get to start his career playing, and he ended up getting hurt a bunch, so he wasn't able to finish playing. But when that dude was out there, that dude was a monster. I'll fight you right now, Tombstone style. <laughs> down. I'll be your so husband. So I didn't, I didn't like it at all, but <laughs> – I guess I could understand how if you're running that team and your team is the best team in football with some random rookie out there, it's like, what do I do? My answer would be I put my starter back out there and I go in the Super Bowl. But I think they'd reach the point where they were like, listen, if we let that dude play, he's just going to break his collarbone or his back or his neck on the first play. So we're just going to let Dak roll with it. And I understood it, but I didn't like it, and I'd love to know how the year ends if Tony gets his job back. Right. He, I remember
4: watching that game of Week 17 when they put him in for one series. He was flawless. He didn't miss a throw. Granted, he only threw the ball four times, but that's all he needed to to march the team down
6: yeah,
3: dude, the field. Hold on. The Eagles, they couldn't move both. The Cowboys wanted to play their starters. They wanted to run everybody out there, and they wanted to stay tuned up for the playoffs. We're going to run Dak out there. We're going to go really compete against this team. They couldn't move the damn rock to save their lives, and Tony came in and he was like, let me show you how to do surgery, bitches. Bing, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Touchdown. Let me walk off this field. I threw a touchdown to Terrence Williams. He can't even play. He sucks. But I can throw him a touchdown. against I team. you can't even move the ball on.
6: Yeah, it
2: would have been nice to see. It would have been nice to see Tony, you know, get that last shot to go out and try to, you know, try to make it happen. He's such a good guy and he's such a good player. Um, but like you said, his body was breaking down on him, and it was, you know, they loved him. You know, Jerry, that's that's his boy. It's it's almost like he was trying to protect him from himself. You know.
3: Yeah, probably, and he did a nice job of <laughs> making sure that he had a multi-million dollar paying job and, and into his retirement he's a sweet man like that he did the same thing for Witten turned out that one of them could do that job and one couldn't but uh <laughs> no. yeah oh, you hang out with the Cowboys you end up in the booth homie that's the rules
6: oh yeah say, on. Whitten
5: came back right
3: yeah, yeah. back. yeah we're yeah Witten's back he's spry as ever that's what I hear I hear he's gonna <laughs> uh, be super recharged because he's real young again
4: Jeez, we'll have to bring you on during the season and and see how that's going.
3: Whitten's I'm actually looking six yards forward to watching to he's, he's gonna have six yard to catch. Zeke will get more yards to catch than Witten. Oh, that dude's a hundred.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's why I was like, wait, he came back.
3: Yeah, we're running Antonio Gates out there. We brought him back. Yeah, that's basically what we're <laughs> oh, doing. Oh man. <laughs> you would come back. To, you would come back too if you sucked at your other job. And I love Jason Oh yeah, no, You're absolutely. The of all time. I'd be,
2: I'd be like hanging up the phone after they gave me my tight end job back, and just kind of giggling a little bit, like, "Man, they're gonna pay me to do this? Wow, yeah, this is awesome!
6: For
2: them. I'll take that money
4: all day." Well, fellas, any any final thoughts? Anything?
5: Oh, well, uh, prediction, it? prediction. What's your prediction for the season, Jeff?
3: Like uh, Super Bowl, who's, who's going? Okay, Cowboys are gonna go. One two three four five six. They're going to start the season five and one, so that's nice. Uh, we play a bunch of bums out the gate, uh, but they're going to end up ten and six or eleven and five. Ten and six or eleven and five. They're going to end up eleven and five. They're going to lose. Well, in the, you got
2: some tough ones in November and December. Woo wee!
3: Yeah, you might want to check. Uh, you might want to check those other months though. We're going to stack up some wins, baby.
2: Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! Oh, I got you. Early uh, on in the season, you got some you got some layups, dude.
3: Yeah, we played the poopies. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to decide if we're going to lose in the divisional round to the Rams or in the conference championship game to the Saints. Rams or Saints. Rams, Saints, Rams. Saints or Saints. I can't than 10. believe you guys.
4: The Saints ain't getting more than, like, like, six wins.
3: I can't ooh, believe you guys
4: ooh. got that bullshit oh. call
3: and got to play in the Super Bowl.
4: I can't either. The Saints – we all know, so we were, all know, bro.
2: We're, we're not delusional hey, fans.
3: Hey, we all know. No, hold on, <laughs> hold on. It. Oh, wait, but golf got touched one time. Listen, the Saints <laughs> were going to go. <laughs> the Saints uh, that's not gonna where I was going to go. The Saints were going to go beat the Patriots for all of us. They were going to do it.
4: They really were. And
3: instead, we sent the Rams to do nothing. <laughs> The f- states oh. were going to do it for America, bro. They were going to do it for America. And, it we sent nice? and we sent McVeigh out there, and we believed. We Americans, we find Americans believe Bill Belichick doesn't Sean McVeigh. Then the game happened, and Sean was like, man, Bill jacked me up. And I was like, what the hell, bro? Um, so that was tough.
2: Can't uh, argue with that. I'm
3: gonna say the Saints jack y'all up this time in the NFC title game and go to the Super Bowl and the Cowboys watch from home with me.
2: We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna jack up the Saints week two.
3: I think I'll take the Saints uh thirty four to uh, twenty three in that game. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm getting cocky here about a team that's not my team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice.
5: So Jeff
6: didn't. right, guys my girlfriend's
3: looking at me like I'm crazy. Did you know it's late in Texas? Girlfriend's going to bed. She's looking at me like, I'm nuts. I got to go.
4: No, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on and spending the time.
3: All right, love you guys. Bye. All right, later,
6: dude. Yes,
3: honey, you're getting paid. Yes, we're getting shoes. All right, bye, guys. Peace. Later,
2: dude. Later. Okay, that was great.
3: (laughs) He's
4: amazing. Dude, Dude, that
2: was good, right? Dude, he came with it. Like, started off you know, in moderation and then just started swinging. I think after I started dropping F-bombs, he loosened up for real.
5: Uh, Yeah, once he realized that Rams Uncensored really meant Rams Uncensored, he's like, oh, well, fuck. Well, he wouldn't use fuck, fuck. but yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: (laughs) dude, he was great, man. He was great. Good Uh, job,
5: Jeff. That was fun. Yeah. I mean that is something we could do in the future is, you know, go after some of these other guys' um, you know, other teams and get their feedback, you know what I mean? Got the Cowboys, we can get somebody from the Saints, we can get somebody from the Niners, whoever, you know what I mean? Oh dude, no, Derek's doing
4: that. He's going around the league and talking to all those people.
5: No, he's not. <laughs> he's talking to fucking, he's talking to fucking fanboys that do the same shit he does. He's not talking to people that are legit.
1: Mic drop.
5: Exactly. I was like, it got awkward silence. Where's the crickets?
4: (laughs) Noah, I think we all agree.
5: No sound effects? Damn it.
4: But yeah, like I was saying earlier, I think we need to keep our our interviews to like 20 minutes. Just be a little little respectful of of our guests' times, obviously. He said he loved us, though.
5: well, I was gonna say, I think he was having a good time. No, yeah, <laughs> it was great. You know, like let's, let's be honest, he he was having a good time, and then when the girlfriend started chirping at him, he's like, "All right, I gotta go." Rams uncensored. <laughs> Matt, will you please
1: stop stumbling on your words? Oh, I wasn't stumbling that bad. You can suck a no, dick. I, I I pulled a, a Matt when I was uh, asking my question.
2: Oh, dude, you, you did. were
5: bad, bro. Well, I was he, had to, to he scram- had to interrupt you and just start talking. Sorry.
1: No, he saved Hello? me. He saved me. No, for sure. No, I was scrambling on his timeline trying to find something to fucking ask him.
7: Hello,
1: <laughs> Angel. Hey, who,
7: is who, who am I this? Right
2: you got a terrible phone connection. What are you on, Cricket Wireless? Cricket.
7: Okay. I told you, Cricket. I told you, sometimes just my house is a bad connection.
2: Well, welcome to the show, Miss Pink Survivor on Twitter.
7: <laughs> How's it going, guys?
4: Chilling. Oh, glorious. <laughs> <laughs> we just got off the call with the Dallas guy talking a lot of cowboys. We want to focus on the Rams now.
2: Yeah, he was he was really good.
4: Actually, he was a really funny,
2: articulate dude. And once we started loosening him up, dropping some f bombs, he really started cutting loose and cracking some jokes was a pretty funny guy
7: wow so the phone cut out i didn't hear who'd you say who, who'd who you have on
2: uh jeff cavanaugh he works oh, uh he works okay. for the cowboys he's a writer on the athletic.com but yeah he's really good right. he's a funny guy cool so angel being the you know we're all i'll say it you're basically the female uh re- fan representative for the rams everybody knows who you are Tell us a little bit about your story and how you became a Rams fan and bring everyone into that. Um, I know a lot of people know your story, but not everyone does, so share that with us a little bit.
7: Yeah. So I first met um, my husband when my son was about five months old, and um, this was back in 99. And that was during, obviously, the greatest show on turf, right? So I'm obviously being an uh, an Angelino, I've known – the Rams my entire life since I was little. Obviously, they were here before they left for St. Louis. I just wasn't a really big fan of football. I didn't know enough about it. And I, anyone I had ever dated, they were only a, about, like, the Super Bowl. They really never took any time to explain the game to me. So, interestingly, when I met Paul, he was actually um, a big fan. And he had been going to St. Louis to watch games. Um, he was a fan here in L.A. And when they left... He remained a fan. And I remember one of, like, when we were dating, one of his, he was going out of town. He was actually going to the game that Trent Green went down. It was a preseason game, I believe. So he was there at the game when Trent Green went down. And I remember him coming back to LA and he was just like really upset and he was not happy. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, so he really introduced me to the Rams. And that it was a fantastic year to become a fan. Obviously, with I was intrigued by the story of Kurt Warner. He's still to this day one of my favorite Rams, former Ram players. Um, I just thought that it was amazing that this person who was stocking groceries could win a Super Bowl. Go from stocking groceries, you know, uh, married to a single mom herself, a woman, or getting together with a woman who had. Told um, her herself, and then he ended up in the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. So it was a great season to get on board, but um, it, it was through him with the patience of explaining the game and explaining about a lot of things about the team. Like I had never heard of Georgia Frontieri, and I was just amazed so many times when people would say like, "Oh my God, she's a witch," or "She is such a bitch," and she's she's a murderer. And I'm like, "Oh my God, like you guys are so dramatic. Like what the fuck are you guys talking about?" And later on, when I heard the stories, I was like, oh, shit. Like, just like, (laughs) now I understand, you know, at being a fan, now I understand. So that's how I became a fan. But um, it's a funny story. During the Super Bowl, I remember being at his apartment. And Nicholas, my son, um, was about five. And he was in his little car carrier, and we were just chilling. And he and my brother-in-law were just pacing back and forth the entire game. And here, this little infant is in his carrier and he's just chilling and he's all happy with his toy. And every time something happened on the field or everything happened on TV, they would just scream, like scream so loud. And my poor son would just start bawling, like screaming, crying. And then I would settle him down and then they would scream again. So it was traumatic. So that's how, that's Nick's introduction to the Rams was getting the shit scared out of him by Paul from screaming from the Super Bowl. But (laughs) it was the next year I think that he started taking me to St. Louis with him. So I remember watching games in the dome when it was super loud um, where you couldn't even scream person sitting next to you. He's Paul screaming in my ear, talking to me and I couldn't hear a word he was saying it was so loud. So that was my introduction. And we used to travel to um, watch games on the, in their division. So been to San Francisco plenty of times when they were playing at candlestick um, up in Seattle um, Arizona, of course. When they were at the, it was at Sun Devil Stadium.
6: Yeah, yeah, the Stadium
7: they were at. Yeah. So we used to go out there, and then of course we got involved with bring back the la Rams. One time when we met Tom Bateman, at one, uh, after Ramfest, we we went to Ramfest for the first time, that big one that they had out where it got shut down because there were too many people. We were there. And it got shut down and everybody went to go to a local restaurant to go hang out. And, and he just started talking to us about the possibility of their return. And we're like, what? And we I remember driving home thinking, Oh my God, like this could be, this could actually happen. And so we got involved with it and then cut like to like the next year. We're like, we're at the owner's meeting in Arizona um, rallying outside. We packed up our boys and we, took off to Arizona and we're sitting outside of the owner's meeting with signs like bring back our LA Rams. So that's how we got involved with that. And well, I guess the rest is history for the people that follow me on Twitter it's Been a fan sense.
2: Yeah. I met um, Tom Bateman. I, my, the first bring back the LA Rams event I went to was when Austin Pettis was still a receiver on the team and he would host yeah. his celebrity basketball tournament at his high school, orange Lutheran. And I went out there and met Tom and, Rockstar and all the guys for the first time, wow. and that's when I, that's when I get involved. A few years before they moved back, so um, it's funny too because I went to St. Louis a lot more towards the end of them being there. I don't know how long you guys kept going, but it was weird. We never ran into each other back then because I ran into a lot it of people really from is. L.A. Mostly, I ran into Tony Hernandez um twice in the edward jones dome and he's also from here so i thought that was but he's easy to spot he's always wearing that top hat with the ram's horns on it
7: right so you
2: you could spot him from across the stadium you know
7: right well we were there we used to go and but we weren't really involved on social media we went on in in any of the facebook groups we met people and i bet you if i went through some of the photos that we took while we were there we we went the whole we went every single year that they were, well, I started going in what 2001. That was the first year that I went. And we were at the last game as a St. Louis team up in San Francisco.
2: Yeah, I was, as you know, I was at the last Sunday home game in St. Louis tailgating in the rain. And then they played their last game in St. Louis four days later on Thursday night football when it was ketchup versus mustard for the first time. Yeah. Um yeah, but uh yeah. yeah, I was there tailgating with the guys and of course, you know the story, they were in complete denial and a few weeks later they were right. gone. Um
7: Yeah. But yeah. we used to take Nick and we have custom California plates that say, you know, four rampants. And I remember Nick since he was little, he had no teeth on his front teeth. He was like maybe I don't know, six, seven years old. And he we, we were totally pimping him out. We put, we tied the license plate around his neck, kind like of like Flavor Flav, and we just let him walk. And people would like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. Let me take a photo with him. Hey, you guys want a beer? Sure. You know, we were just filling. So we met a lot of people. I, I, I would be amazed. I, I bet you, if we looked at that you we know now, or probably every time people knew we were from LA, they were like, hey, take a photo, take a photo. We took so many photos i I would bet that there are people in there that we know,
2: probably in
6: some
7: of well
2: I we're going get to we're going get some St. louis we're going to get some St Louis uh people out here this year for the first time. Ryan Kuhn is going to be sitting with us um I know. during the I'm saints looking forward game to that. yeah, so yeah. he's going find he's going to get his first uh experience out here, so that's going to be Taste awesome
7: of l a yeah right? that should be fun yep, definitely. And I remember Ryan Kuhn and I didn't start off very well. He and I, um, he went after me on Twitter during the whole, you know, LA versus St. Louis.
2: We all did. We all got into it. I got into it with all those people. I did. But
7: the interesting thing is, I I never really went after anybody. But I just, because I was from LA, I got really hammered one time when he went on, like, Palmer Alexander's radio show i got really i was really upset when he went on that show And later on he he apologized and obviously i forgave him and we've been sort of friendly ever since and i'm looking forward to having him out here but it didn't all start out that way i mean people there was a lot of animosity back then and i don't miss times. and sometimes i get disappointed when i see it online that it's still going because it's like get over it already
2: yeah it's it's annoying as hell that it's still going and and sometimes in life you just got to do the right thing and just let it go and forgive and forget we're all ram fans get over it right the rams have moved cities more times than probably any team in nfl history
6: any
7: other team. so
2: that's why we have fans all over the u.s and all over the world for that matter so who cares man just let's just all right get along and have fun and drink some beer together and, you know that's it
7: exactly we, as you know, Tommy, we we invite people from outside of LA to come to our tailgate all the time. So I'm really happy to have Ryan come out. As a matter of fact, I just had another guy reach out to me on Twitter, on um, DM me on Twitter, and he's coming out for the Baltimore game, and he wants to, you know, come tailgate with us, and was asking some info about, you know, the layout and like whether it's safe to go from one city on the train to to the Coliseum and so forth. So I'm happy to offer that assistance to anybody. I'm happy to, you know, help whoever out that's coming from out of town and in here. And I think I think that's how you get really strong fan base. So making yourself available.
2: Agreed. Hey Mark, you you have anything you want to ask Angel? You're gonna get uh, to meet here for the first time in two weeks, man. Yeah, at the party. Right.
7: I know. Hey
1: Angel, how I'm you doing?
7: I'm looking forward to meeting Anthony. I'm good. Yeah,
1: everybody is. um, so I know you mentioned that you kind of became a fan during the show on turf so you kind of have a taste of both worlds as far as LA and St. Louis so what was one of the more memorable games in the St. Louis era and then one in LA which would be the last three seasons
7: right Um, I don't know that I can name one specific game during that time, I, I, I was becoming a fan, and but I'm not like I am now. Like, total diehard. Like, I would know because it was fun and it was new and I was learning about it. I would say the game that I went to in St. Louis during those first two or three years, they were amazing. They were amazing because it was loud and it was so different for me. I had never been to a professional football game before Paul taking me to my first game, um, even while they were – whether it was the Raiders or, or – Rams in LA. Um, I had never been to a USC or UCLA game, so I just never been to a football game. Actually, I was a really big Dodgers fan, and I still am a Dodgers fan, but I was a huge baseball fan, and that's what I followed. But once you go to a professional football game, a baseball game is just like you want to go to sleep. It's just, it's, Definitely. yeah, you know, it can be exciting sometimes, but if it's a playoff game, but oh my gosh, there's like no comparison. So I would say any game in LA or any game in St. Louis that I went to during those first two or three years were really exciting. Um, LA, for me, the best game for me was the um, Monday night game against the Chiefs. You know, the team was like, playing unbelievably well. Um, it was exciting. And just the whole atmosphere, by far, that's probably my favorite game. So I, I appreciate both. To obviously towards the end in St. Louis, it's like every time we went, we would lose, right? Because they we were just horrible towards the end. And it was, it got to the point where I'm like, shit, like maybe it's just because we're there. Like I didn't even want to go at the end anymore, but we still did. We, we went at least one game in St. Louis and then the rest of, was, was in our division here on the West Coast.
2: Every time I went to St. Louis, I purposely would pick a game that I believe we could win and every time I went to – I never went to St. Louis and lost a game. Never, not once.
6: Really?
7: Never. Well, then maybe we weren't at the same games, dude. Because no. every time – towards the end, we – you know, I think one of the last ones that I went to in St. Louis, they played the Vikings. And my girlfriend, who is a huge Vikings fan, was went with us too. So we did the whole tour, the brewery tour and everything. We went to the game, and they ended up winning. And Paul and I were just, like, so pissed because we were just, like – Whole, like we were so annoyed and of course they were excited because they were winning but they didn't really want to show it and at the end of the game i'm just like you know what i'm just so annoyed because i get so angry and so we just went back to the room and then they went to go party later on the next day they were like oh my god it was so much fun we ran into a whole bunch of viking fans and i'm just like yeah yeah <laughs> but it was you know it is what it is we're yeah. we're doing much better now i'm looking forward to the new season and we'll see where we go
1: i played it safe and just went to the arizona cardinals games in phoenix and every time we won
7: yeah <laughs> yeah well we didn't go this last time but um we're gonna i, I do want to go this year it's december 1st it's right after oh I we're going that monday night game
2: we're going we are right mm, yes okay. we are going this Good. year we missed last year or i missed last year um
7: well, but, me, really. We didn't end up going.
2: Oh yeah. You guys didn't go either, but yeah, we have to, after the, the first year, two years ago that we all went together and the shenanigans we got ourselves into, oh my God, that was this so needs fun. to be an annual trip for sure. Right. Right.
7: Like, I, I, I really had a lot of fun in Atlanta when we went out for the Super Bowl because there were people from all over the country. Right. And mm-hmm. even people from here in LA were there. We met up with them. We saw them, but that's now, where you got, got to hang to out with Rob
2: it. and, and Nick, and yeah. Hector, and Jimmy, and all those guys, man, you
7: guys must have had a blast. <laughs> I hung out with Nick, I met Rob, but that's only because he stopped me on game day when we're walking to our seats, he was like, hey, hey, hey I just want to introduce myself to you, that, and, and, because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't get to meet Hector, um, I still haven't met Hector, um, but I'm looking forward to meeting everyone at your Twitter pool party.
2: So. Yeah, they'll be here. Oh, I'll, I'll be here, that's yeah. for sure. I will not be there. And I... Brian will not be here because cool. he's too cool. He's going to fucking Colorado what? to go jerk off some fish or something.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh no. maybe 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 I'll maybe I'll find Russ out in Denver and uh, we'll make a little cameo on the phone or something. Do it. That would be See nice. now you're now, now like, you're thinking.
7: The, what sucks is the most savage person isn't even gonna be there to like <laughs> like rack on people.
5: So, I, I actually planned on being there, but then it just turned out that I really needed to use some uh, airplane credits before a certain date. And that was literally the only weekend I
7: could do it. And you can fly here? Well,
5: I'm already here.
7: <laughs> <laughs> you live in LA? Yes.
5: Yes, I, I live in Redondo in Beach. Yeah, I, I live in Redondo Beach. Here.
4: Oh,
7: I love it. You know what? I did know that. I did know that because you're always at a bar over there, right? Yeah,
5: and What's he that? comes to our tailgates too. He's <laughs> been to <laughs> a handful of you, you know we've yes, met, I right? To...
7: Yeah. I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are from out of town. Yes, but I did know that. Yes, that's right. Because you you invite people like to come up to meet you at the bar. Yeah. yeah Yep. All good, I don't all know good. Matt though. Is Matt still on the phone?
4: Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You don't
7: have that I'm voice. That, that Matt... strange voice that you had that met one podcast. Oh, that's, that's were a... like, dude, what is up with your fucking voice? It's true, <laughs> your voice was like really weird that day.
4: Yeah, it was like, it, to it was an
7: audio like
2: malfunction. Different... It was fucking hilarious, and it's happened a couple of times. Um, recently, and he he knows how to fix it right away, but yeah. it, it, it The Incredible Hulk <laughs> slash Jolly Green Giant comes out periodically.
7: <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it sounded like. So yeah, I heard it too. Hulk,
5: Hulk smash. So so guys, I have to say, while we have Angel on the phone, why don't we do a prank call with her on the phone? I mean, shouldn't we do our weekly Cody call? Get it
2: done.
6: Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>
5: I mean, Angel, That's do you nice. want to leave... Cody I mean Angel, do you wanna leave a message for Cody Leach, Rams DFS? Sure. What am I
7: saying?
2: Just tell me the fucking is. dickhead. Just stop walking around because your phone keeps cutting out.
7: Oh, okay.
2: You're on Cricket Go Wireless, back. our sponsor.
5: <laughs> just tell just tell Cody he's just tell Cody he's a dickhead and that you're staring at him in the cornfield. You'll be good. Going- <laughs>
7: <laughs> I don't even know
1: this guy, but all right, let's go. Let's do it. Let's
2: do it. I love it. <laughs> he's never picked up. By the way, I, every, we're just waiting for one time he picks up. We're gonna all freeze.
5: <laughs> gonna so, so I I did DM me. him. I did DM him the other day, and he did promise to come on. He said probably not this week, and he said he doesn't even check his voicemails. <laughs>
2: perfect he has
5: like at least 10 of them already and <laughs> piled I up. Him, and i told all
7: of them say dude i'm watching you for the fucking cornfield
5: <laughs> and, I, and i and i told him what i, I told him what i kind of do and he's like man you're wild and that was his only fucking response <laughs> all
4: right here we go
7: so am i supposed to say who it is or i'm just anonymous
5: no just no just you can say who you are on them yeah, whatever
2: you want. Say this is Pink Survivor from Twitter. I'm watching you through the cornfields, motherfucker. <laughs> Just get him, dude. <laughs> I'm
5: gonna take a hit. I'm gonna take a hit of weed right now oh while you're God. doing
6: that.
4: All right, Sweet. all right. I'm I'm hitting send on the on the on the call. Here we go. Bye bye
7: bye. You have reached the voicemail box. Cody, what the fuck, man? We're trying to call you. You're supposed to get up on this fucking podcast. And you're wimping out, man. I'm watching you, dude. Through the fucking cornfield. Don't be a douchebag and pick up the fucking phone. By the way, this is Pink Survivor. Bye.
6: Ooh, <laughs> that was oh, good.
5: fucking great. That was oh, good. God. Ooh, I like it. I like. This is two weeks in a row that I have not left the voicemail. I oh, oh, left it last
7: week.
1: yours was lame last week. Yeah, it was weak.
5: He's gonna Matt be like, oh week. my
7: god, why is she fucking cursing at me? What did I do? What did I do?
5: What did I ever do? Don't worry, he'll get get all up in his feelings and block us all on Twitter again like within like a week or two. Bound to happen. If he gets upset,
7: we'll at least
2: know he listened to the voicemail this time.
7: (laughs) No, that's true, right? If all of a sudden I get blocked?
2: We've been leaving voicemails for like two uh... months and he hasn't listened (laughs) to one of them yet. So I think you're pretty safe. Well,
7: I'm not blocked. So if all of a sudden I get blocked,
2: no, Thank you won't. He, he unblocked everybody and said he wasn't going to block none of us no more because... Yeah, he, he
5: actually followed he thinks, me again.
2: Yeah, he thinks the Ram oh, wow. fans need to be united because of all those BS rankings that came out recently. It was funny, but I'm glad that he uh, he turned the corner, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Then there you go. Fun without him, man. We gotta have guys like Cody on Twitter. We have to. mmm
5: Nobody no. has
1: Sly's number, dude. Do, do, nobody. Nope. Nobody's.
5: I will. It, I. I. I will work on getting it because he did say he wants to join us one of these weeks.
2: He will be here in two weeks too. He's coming to the party.
5: I was gonna say, where does he live? To, are you
6: talking about Jason?
2: Here, he? He's local. He's in Los Angeles County, somewhere yeah. close to me. But yeah, he'll be here. He'll be here. All the. Usual suspects that we were hoping to show up are supposed to show up. So that's good. Slide. Except
3: for Hector. Yeah.
5: Except for Hector.
2: No, Hector's coming.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's what he says.
2: But do you believe him? I'll believe it when I see it. But at this point, he's coming.
5: So, yeah, that way. Mm-hmm. Why don't we fucking ring call Hector again?
1: <laughs> Hi guys, this is Hector. Hey guys, hey, it's Hector. Sorry, just setting up the Bluetooth and the BMW.
5: (laughs) Bitches. I just got my wife a BMW, so I decided to upgrade my model.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard Hector talk before, Angel?
7: I heard it on the podcast.
2: Yeah, did you hear when he, did you, the funniest part is when he first got on, we were all on mute because, how did we get him on? We had you call him, right, Mark? Uh, No, Mark called him. Yeah, that's what I said. Mark called him. We got him on the pod because Mark had disappeared from Twitter. So, of course, Hector, being the cheesmoso that he is, he wanted to know what was going on. So, of course, he's going to pick up Mark's call. And uh, we stayed on mute um, just so they could have a conversation because he didn't know he was on the show. And I don't know about the other two guys, but I was laughing so hard because of his voice. And then when we all chimed in and, you know, he realized he was on the show, he said... You know he's we're trying. He's trying to figure out who everyone is, and he's like, "Dang, Tommy, I thought your voice would have been a lot deeper, being a bigger guy." And I just laughed and yeah. got him at the end of the show and said, "No, nah, your voice was exactly what I was expecting, dude." <laughs> oh
7: my god, you guys are <laughs> so, horrible.
5: So wait, on that note, on that note, whose voice was? I don't want to say worse, but higher pitched, Hector or Jonah?
4: Hector. Definitely Hector. Yeah, Hector.
2: And then oh, higher God, than both of Hector. them. Higher than both of them, Josh. Josh. Yep. Oh God. Really? Kylo. Josh is bad. Kylo. No, 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 yeah, Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> Josh has a very, very soft voice.
7: So, other than Alexis, what other women have you had on the show?
2: I think that's it. That's it. You too. That's it. We want to get, um, you know who I want to get on you the show? No, no, know? we
5: had we we we, had, we had Ellen Bogan on. That's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen Bogan, oh, Jake.
7: <laughs> you know who I want to
2: get on the show at some point if she'll do it is Kayla. She barks a lot I on w- I
7: would love, I cannot wait till that girl gets to our tailgate because we're just going to wreck it. We're going to totally wreck it. You, you see those gifts? Is it GIF or GIF? Whatever you guys do with those GIF. faces and you put yeah. them on there, there's that one that you did of, like, somebody drunk falling down. That is literally going to be me and Kayla when she comes to the tailgate. <laughs>
6: oh, boy. Oh, boy.
2: We got to yeah. get at a tailgate. It needs to be Angel, Patricia, Jill, Kayla, and Joy. Oh, Jill, Jill oh, Kayla, and Joy, all five of you. All five of you together. <laughs> that, I'll pay to see that.
5: We'll be carrying. Well, I'll you take guys that week off. That's all you,
2: Tommy. <laughs> He's gonna like, carry you guys into the game. Hey,
7: whatever, <laughs> whatever game it is that Joe wants to come out to, whatever the next day, I need to take the. I need to take the day off. Oh yeah. Because i I oh, There's no way I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna make it. For <laughs> whatever game it is that I finally meet up with Kayla, I definitely gonna need to take the next day off. I so hope it's not back to games. At well, I hope it's not in a game where I'm traveling because, as you know, I travel a lot in the fall for work. So. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
2: Well, boys, you want to wrap this episode up?
5: I think we could probably do that. Oh, yeah. Let's do it, oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. One last question. One last question before we get you off the phone, and we haven't done this in a while. What size okay. fucking bra do you think Matt wears? And this is for a box of Krispy Kreme fucking donuts.
7: Okay. Based on the fact that he's always eating Krispy Kreme donuts, okay. I'm going to go with like a, like a C cup.
2: <laughs> Your phone's breaking C-cup. up again. Did you say C cup? <sighs> yeah.
4: I'm
7: going to say C cup. I'm going to say a C cup. He shouldn't have, have anything, right? He's a man. I'm going to go C cup. Matt? With
4: I ain't got nothing on right now. It's way too hot.
7: <laughs>
5: He's <laughs> letting his freedom fly, baby. Uh, I'd say Matt's like triple F, but that's just me.
4: No. That's messed
5: up,
6: man.
2: <laughs> Don't worry, Matt. I got, some, I got some 2X, some 3X shirts ready for you in the box downstairs. You take hey, your pick. You? Who, do you,
4: who do I give the money to for all that extra cloth?
5: <laughs> you don't pay for a shirt. There ain't bro. gonna be no extra cost. That's gonna be a skin shirt on you, homie.
6: <laughs> Who
2: do I give the money to? Uh, you're the host of the show. You don't pay for a shirt, bro. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's on the house.
6: Unless Brian, you the next pay time you're
7: it. at the tailgate, I want I want that box of crisp Krispy Kreme.
4: Oh shit. We need to put a disclaimer in here, Brian, that we don't give out any fucking gifts. Or prices.
5: <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. You know what? Next time, next time I come to the tailgate, which will probably be the Saints game. I'm assuming.
7: I was gonna say, hopefully it's the Saints. I will we show up with some fucking that. Krispy
5: Kreme. I will show up with some fucking Krispy Kreme.
2: We're gonna have like a whole fucking to... table full of them, dude. <laughs> there you
7: go. <laughs> and everyone's and I'll gonna show up show into
5: that game then. And I'll show up with some good beer. Some good beer. That's it?
7: I don't really drink beer though. Yeah, I I drink Grey Goose. I'm I'm, I'm well, with Hector on the drinks. I do I do Grey Remember, Goose and Hecker, sparkling. So you're
5: water. drinking you're drinking pink mimosas.
7: No Grey Goose and sparkling water, same shit.
5: Perrier. Pialier. <laughs> yeah. Pialier.
7: The flavored, yeah. Do you, do you use flavor? Grey
5: Poupon on everything?
7: No, I can't stand Grey oh. Poupon.
5: Oh <laughs> well, then you're not with Hector then. Nope. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: no, she does not have a Louis Vuitton wallet with a wallet chain on it.
6: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All
5: right, let's call it, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming on,
4: Angel. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Thanks we'll for sharing on when, the, when the season's going on, we could talk some good Rams talk.
7: Sounds good.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll see talk you in you. a couple
4: weeks. Yeah. Bye, you guys. Later, guys. Bye. Bye. Later Rams
6: Uncensored Rams Uncensored
1: hi, hi, hi. Bye bitches Later hoes Turn your AC on fuckface On behalf of I the Rams
2: joking. Uncensored crew
1: <laughs> The show
5: is Over I'm still looking through the cornfields
2: Just like to hear people talk shit <laughs>
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god i fucking snorted what a fucking nerd
5: oh fucking nerd shit all right bye guys right, Bye. Dudes. people like to just hear people if talk shit
2: <laughs> don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday always have a plan for a sober ride dc police are arresting drunk and drug drivers
4: drive sober or get pulled over